Hey everyone, it's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like a failure? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life almost feeling like a failure. It's appropriate though, because on Fail Better, my new podcast with Lemonada Media, exploring the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives is the whole point. Each week I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, are you ready to add a sprinkle of joy to your day? Then you need to check out Add to Cart. Hi, I'm Sujan Pak. And I'm Kulap Vilaisak. We're your hosts, and on this show, we talk about the things we buy, the things we buy into, and what it says about who we are. That's right. Each week, we're going to have some honest and maybe, you know, little TMI conversations about all the fabulous, weird, wonderful things we're adding to or ditching from our carts. You know, we talk about beauty products, latest health trends, philosophies we're passionate about. Nothing is off limits on this podcast. We're diving deep into everything we and our guests buy into and exploring what it reveals about who we truly are. We're going to decide what's worth the investment, be it money or emotions. Add to Cart from Lemonada Media has new episodes out on Tuesdays, wherever you get your podcasts. Lemonada. I'm Kiki Monique, and this is I'm Sorry, a podcast about apologies. And this week, I started building my doomsday prepper kit, and my first item, a crowbar, arrived, and I could not be more excited. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Incredible. And this is Mohanad Al-Sheikhi, the same one from uh, 2021. It's it's me. Nothing has changed. Hello. And um, I'm Oha Lopez, and I just learned how to drive a stick, and I do not like it. It's too much attention that I have to pay. Okay, well, that's uh, I don't know why you're doing that, but I'm happy for you. Oh, God. Well, it's, uh, you know, I'm in Mexico, and it's the only car available, the cheapest okay. one. Okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, this is like the first time we've seen each other in like... <laughs> I don't know. It's been like two weeks. I feel like weeks, a little yeah. bit. It's been a while. Like it feels like, you know, long lost loves that we haven't seen. It's a little awkward getting back into it. I yeah. haven't really checked in with you guys, but you shouldn't feel bad because I didn't really check in with anybody. Like it's just who I am. So I have no idea what you did. I didn't even realize you I mean, oh, how you just told me you were in Mexico. No clue. <laughs> <laughs> that might happen. I'm constantly going back and forth, so it's a whole. To, yeah, to be fair, you could never tell. Like, oh, I was just like, I sometimes feel like literally Mexico is a city on the like right next to Chicago. She just like <laughs> drives in, and I'm like, maybe, maybe that's a, maybe that's a city in Illinois that I'm not aware of. Yeah, but I need to know when you're there because I have like a cavity or something, and I went to my dentist and. They want to charge me way too much money. And I am learning from TikTok that I can get very, very good dental care in Mexico. Oh, yeah. And one video told me, I mean, I can get a cavity filled for like $19. So I am not far from Mexico. So when you're there, I would love to use you as a guide because okay. um, I don't speak Spanish, even though I did take it for years. I should. It's a shame. But I don't speak Spanish. I need some help. And I need to get my tooth filled. Well, I'm going <laughs> to tell you something right now. Kiki is a my mom's best friend is a dentist and she lives here. Oh, oh my amazing. God. See, mm -hmm. I love learning new things every day. Yeah. Amazing. What part of Mexico are you in? Uh, so I'm in the Playa del Carmen area, which is kind of a smaller city. They do have a good like few hospital systems. Yeah. Cancun is a slightly larger city that's close by and they have really good oh, dental care yeah. too. But my, oh, yeah, get on the healthcare in Mexico train because my mom does it all the time. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I'm, and it's like, it's not, I mean, you pay a lot here. And it's not like you're even getting good service it's just no and like to be honest look i was riding dirty the last few months of the year 
I didn't have insurance during a pandemic, you know, (laughs) but that's how ridiculous expensive it is. And so finally I was able to get it again, January 1st, but I'm like, I have it. And I'm like, kind of like, well, what do I do with it? Do I just start booking appointments just to like, for no reason? Because the the worst part is dental insurance is terrible. So I can't even use the insurance I'm spending all this money for, for what I need. I still need to go to Mexico. Yeah, well, I'll be here for another two weeks. So if you can get your ass over here next week, we could totally do it. All right, I will. We're going to figure that we out. Could, you know, we could all plan just a big ass dental trip to Mexico. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like a lovely vacation? That and we'll take care of each great. other. It'll be really sad We're and We're all going to come back but... with these giant veneers, just these sparkling white yes. game show teeth. <laughs> I fucking love it. I'm ready. I don't care. Yeah. Put some flippers on me. I think I'll be fine with that too. Well, Mahana, did you just stay? Did you stay in New York? Yes, I did stay in New York. I did not go anywhere. And I honestly, I enjoyed it. I fucking love being at home. It's the best. <laughs> yes. Like just laying on my couch and watching TV and playing video games and not thinking about anything. Yes, more of that, please, always. Uh, yeah, I really just like caught up on TV, just like went like you know just took a lot of long walks and realized that i do not like to go on long walks which is you know a good realization (laughs) okay i was about to say are you a diane keaton movie because it just is like i like to cozy up in my house with my cats and take long walks yeah you do it like twice you know like and like you do it like maybe twice a week or something and you're like oh this is so cool i'm getting like to experience like parts of the city that i have i haven't before and then you go across the same part again. I'm like, well, this sucks now. I kind of like get the vibe. Uh, yeah, this is yeah. New York City. Because like, I feel like you never get to experience New York City as you were when you were like a tourist. Because like, now you're like, cool. Wow, what a tall building, huh? Look at that. Uh, Could have just stayed home and just watched TV. Who cares? Well, m- my favorite thing was to look at TikTok videos of like since New York had its like basically second epicenter moment yeah. um, with Omicron. It was just watching TikTok videos of the lines at your city MDs. And then my friend would send me, you know, she would be like, there's a digital waiting list. And she would send me screenshots. Oh, she would wow. get up first thing in the morning to sign up for the digital waiting list. And first thing in the morning, they'd be like, uh, six hour wait. <laughs> Just to get a just to get a test. Here's what I'll say about this. You know, like if it's a six hour wait in a long line to get tested, I promise you, just wait half hour in and congrats, you have COVID now. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no need to test. You you have it. It's you know, it's a done deal. Just don't you test. You didn't for have it. it before, now you've definitely acquired. I still I tested for COVID. I didn't have COVID. I never I mean, I don't want to jinx it. I have not gotten COVID so far. Uh, I don't know what that says about me or my, on my social life. I feel like yeah. I need to get out more. Or I'm just like at a point where I'm like, wow, even COVID can't make me positive. This is truly <laughs> not good for me. On the brink of life or death, you're going to be like, eh, okay. Well, I was like a little bit upset because I, you know, I stayed in LA and, uh, you know, I was pretty much, you know, just me and like a couple friends were here. And so I was like, you know what? I had purchased advanced tickets for The Matrix, which I never do. And I was very excited that I had actually done it because I just normally am one of those people that waits the last minute. And then it's like, why can't I get a ticket? Yeah. And I was also excited because I wanted to try out that new, you've heard of the IPIC theaters, the one where you have those I huge went to the IPIC, yes. Yeah. Okay. And there's one not far from me. So I was like excited. I found a nice pod all by itself, like cool, bought two tickets. I was like, I'll find a friend who'll go with me. So excited about going and then like Omicron just started taking over in LA and I just and then and then I realized they were also streaming it on TV. So I just had to make the decision like, do I risk, you know, going to this theater that I really want to go to when I could just watch it on TV? And then so I I assumed they were going to do the same for Spider-Man because I was like, well, I do want to see Spider-Man. Well, no, that one they did not release on streaming. So I should have just bought that ticket in advance. And now I'm just trying to avoid getting spoilers i did see it in the movies and this is not a spoiler obviously but it's it's fucking great it is it's so great you saw it too i did i got an eye pick and i'll Fuck. tell you i had to buy a ticket like a week in advance to spider-man because it was all sold out at this eye pick because everybody's trying to go see this movie and also not catch 
COVID, which yeah. Mahanad, I genuinely, I haven't had COVID either yet. And I just, I'm like, I don't know if, if we can hold out. Like, I don't know if we're eventually it's going to hit us. I honestly think COVID was just like, man, this guy is an immigrant and he's been through a lot. <laughs> Fuck it. Just, you know, uh, like it was like, or, or it's even like a racist COVID. It was like Americans only. Like, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Like, do you both have O blood types? Yes. O plus. Yeah. Oh, See? what about you? I think I do too. Um, See? Okay. I'm not saying, I'm just saying there's rumors going around that that could possibly be the reason like, oh, people don't get it. So I'm just saying you might be, you know, you should, you should join a study. I'm just saying. Okay. Um, okay. I mean, if they're paying any money, I'm, I'm joining. <laughs> I'm down. Know? I'll tell you right now, my friend just bought two big bud press jumpsuits with the money from a clinical study that she was in. So nice. translates to direct happiness and joy. She's also having a couple other problems, but she's she's crossing her fingers. It's the placebo. <laughs> well, there was, you know, a lot of while we were on our break, I felt like there was a few apologies that came out, mm-hmm. a few cancelable moments that we didn't really get to talk about, which we should talk about because um, some of them were pretty interesting. I know... One of the ones you uh, sent us last night, Mohammed, I think it was last night, was about Patton Oswalt. And um, I guess he had posted a picture of him and Dave Chappelle. They, um, they were in the same city together. And I guess Chappelle had, you know, texted him or something like, hey, I'm nearby. Come do a set over here. And, you know, yeah. uh, you know, Patton has known Dave for like, you know, over 30 years. So he's like, cool. And so he shared a picture of their night. Um, and because of, you know, Dave's earlier in the year canceling moment, it it like riled up a lot of people. Yeah. And and then, you know, a day later, Pat and apologize. Like, I wouldn't say apologize for it, more like, you know, explained it, gave some context and then, you know, his thoughts on it and, and, and all of that. And I, I mean, I thought it was, you know, it was good the way explain, he explained yeah. it. But I guess on the other hand, it's just like you know, it it was kind of like too predictable as well. Like obviously, of course, you were you were gonna get these responses, you know. Yeah. Like that was just like something that you should anticipate. Yeah. And honestly, I would say like the way he described it in the apology and all of that, and like some of it could have made it to the original caption, just to kind of like you know, to to yeah, avoid some of that. Yeah, I mean, he probably wasn't thinking ahead. But I, I thought it was a really his follow up was really sincere. I do agree. Yeah. Some of that could have been put in the in the first one. But, you know, it's true. It's like a lot of us have lost friends like in the last few years, just from like maybe we found out like and they were a Trumper and we weren't into that. And like we yeah. just lost friendships and like obviously people's different beliefs. And so but when you've known someone for 30 years to just throw them away, like what does that you know, do. But I loved how Patton was very much like, we do not agree on this issue, on this issue of transgender rights, or, you know, I don't know if it's rights, but transgender. But I also believe he's not, a, he's still evolving. You know, I've known him for this long, and I still think he's still not done growing. Yeah. And I want to like, give him that space. And so I really liked that perspective yeah, yeah. And, and, and he also like admitted to like you know he was like yeah i did delete some of the replies because i wanted to keep it paused and it's good to say i mean you know it's good to admit to doing something wrong and just like not going on like the defensive end of it because you could simply you know you could just easily do that and like try to explain it away yeah so yeah i mean i i think i think it, i think it was good but speaking you know speaking of comedy and apologies there's also <laughs> another one <laughs> That was in the title because uh, Louis C.K. has a new special called Sorry, which, you know, maybe we'll sue. Maybe we will sue because the name <laughs> has been taken. Uh, yeah, he had a new special came out. He put it on his website. It cost, I think, $10 to $25, depending on whatever. I don't know. Maybe people want to see Louis C.K. in like better resolution. <laughs> have you guys watched the special? I have not watched it. I have not. I want yet. to no. just to watch it. I've only seen the trailer. Yeah, because honestly, I'm going to tell you guys, I consume and watch everything. That's a big part of my personality. But I'm trying to do it so that I don't pay him money directly to watch it. So um, I'll have to figure that out. 
to be honest, I haven't paid for comedy in so long, too. <laughs> right. Uh, like, it's not even like a Louis C.K. thing. I think people should pay for comedy. But they should, as someone yes. Who, yes. As someone who does comedy, I'm just like, bro, I am not paying for shit. Uh, just, <laughs> I can see these people for free. Yeah. Living in Chicago, I feel that. Where it's like, people are like, you're going to go see a Second City show? I'm like, honey, those are $90. Of course not. Unless somebody lets me <laughs> in for free, I'm not showing my face at Second City. There's exactly. No way. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's just like, it's it's funny because like we talk about like Louis C.K. being canceled uh, and then you do a show, a sold out show in Madison Square Garden, uh, kind of the opposite of being canceled, really, because that's the that's a dream venue for every performer, you know? Yeah, that's that's the peak for so many people. Mm-hmm, and for yeah. you just to do a special that you put on your website, it's not even on a streaming service because, you know, it's no. going to do well. Uh, I'm just like, hey, maybe maybe Louis C.K. has never been canceled. He just took a break. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of these people, when it's like situations like his, where it's like not like his was egregious, but it wasn't like a violent act. I will say that like he was a gross, disgusting pig who did nasty things. But I don't think it's irredeemable, as we can see. And so it just he needed to like be put on the cooler for a bit and you know I'll, look I'll admit this I looked at I watched the trailer and I laughed like I I I fully admit that I miss his comedy I have always loved him as a comedian and like all of his projects I was you know the TV shows that he you know was a producer on and all of this like I loved them all yeah. and I absolutely miss his comedy I don't know if I can bring myself to pay ten dollars. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, I agree. Like, the, the thing is, like, no one can say that Louis C.K. has never been funny or not a good comedian. He is. It's just that's just a that's just a fact, you know. But at the same time, it kind of like it makes it weird to watch his like even like when I watch try and watch like some of his old comedy, knowing the context of things now, like some of the jokes sound gross because they're just like, oh, you really mean this. And he had a, another special after he was like, you know, quote unquote canceled, where he talked about the incident. And I was just like, buddy, what, what are you saying? <laughs> he was basically being like, you know, I know two things is that, you know, I mean, I'm just quoting him now. He was just like, I like to jack off and I don't like to be alone. And I was just like, maybe, maybe don't put that in the joke. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. maybe. Uh... <laughs> the joke was, the joke was interesting because it's, it, he sort of said like, and I'm good at jerking off. And this is, I remember this because I did watch this, but it was like, if you're good at juggling, you wouldn't do it alone in the dark. <laughs> and I just, I'm like, bro, how do you account for when your friends and people that you love get canceled, say crazy shit, and now you have to like mourn these people in some way? Like one of the things that Patton said too was that he was felt like incredible guilt for cutting people out of his life. Yeah. Um, when they did stuff like this. And the truth is, is that when you have somebody that you really love and you're able to see them for their entire personhood and they do something like this, like what Louis did or what Dave is doing, I bet you people like Patton are constantly getting asked to comment in public about how they course, feel yeah. about what this person did. And it just is like, it's almost like they want to get them. You know, they want to get people for how they feel about shit. And you're allowed to feel any kind of way about Louis C.K. that you yeah. feel. But um, absolutely. It's just, uh, yes, some of these things are, are really interesting and I and I want to talk about them more. And I mean, now he's selling uh, sorry merch too. So like you can like buy <laughs> no. like and it's just like you're making money out of it. And it's just like I just feel like, you know, you took you took the controversy and you're like kind of like making light of it. And then you're like selling merch for it and making money out of it. And I'm just like capitalism has just like truly ruined people's brains. Yeah. And uh, by the way, you can buy our capitalism <laughs> has ruined people's brains on our uh, podcast store. That's right. Hi 
there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. After season one aired, I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. And of course, my 90-year-old mom, Judy. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me Season 2 is out now from Lemonada Media. Hi, I'm June Diane Raphael. And I'm Jessica St. Clair. And each week we are sitting down to talk all about life's twists, turns, and absurdities on The Deep Dive. From exploring the depths of TikTok, which is our only news source, to navigating the complexities of grief and loss, we are just two best friends behind a mic processing life together. This podcast is all about finding the silver linings in the madness. So get ready for unfiltered conversations about motherhood, careers, pop culture, and everything in between. Here at The Deep Dive, we're all about community. We believe in the power of sharing experiences and the strength that comes from supporting one another. And we would love to have you with us. So be sure to join us every Wednesday on The Deep Dive from Lemonada Media, wherever you get your podcasts. But yeah, over the break, so many crazy things happen. But I'm excited to talk about um, next steps. What's going to happen in 2022? So this is going to be predictions about what is going to happen in 2022. We're each going to talk a little bit about who we think is being a little dicey out there and might really put the last drop in the cup to make everybody cancel them. Well, yeah, and I was, and I'm going to preface with like I will say that the the people that I have picked, it's not that I think that they're being dicey. Okay, okay I will okay, okay. say that I think that you know when we did our first episode, Oha, you talked about we're in the Mesozoic era of like apologies, mm-hmm. and now I don't know what era is after that, but we're in this weird place where the like the extreme people on the fringes, they are uncancelable, right? Yeah. So like those are the people we say would be dicey. We can't do anything. Yeah. So now I feel like we've reached a place where we're gonna be eating our own. So actually every single person that I think will be quote unquote canceled in, you know, twenty twenty two isn't someone I want canceled. I just think that we have run out of options and like, this is where we're at. <laughs> okay. okay. So your approach was slightly different than mine. Mine was like Guys, why are we still with this person? What is going on? But yeah, okay. So, what about you, Mohanad? What was your approach? Oh, I'll say this: uh, I, I I have four people in mind. Maybe I'm not going to mention all of them. Uh, one of them, I'm just like you know, I just want to do this person to do better, you know, and just like because mm, okay. he's you know a great person, great actor, like and uh, so the other three people uh, will be canceled on my hands. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will not rest. I will not rest until you are canceled by me. I will cancel you. Okay. I love this. Yeah. Okay. It's I the, love the approaches. All right. What a uh-huh. crusade. I just, oh, that's so exciting. An adventure. Okay. And personal vendetta, which honestly, charming, right? Yeah. Yes. I love personal vendettas. Okay. So um, my first... <laughs> I'll I'll say my first uh, sort of like, oh, wow, you guys, maybe in 2022, we make better decisions. Did you guys hear about this whole Zillow thing that came out where basically, I guess in, in broad strokes, they tried to use AI to buy homes, right? So yeah. they used an algorithm to kind of mass purchase homes that they were then going to flip. Basically, in some neighborhoods, changing the entire landscape of lending mortgages and the ability of people to just buy homes at the right time for them. And so I guess for me, I feel like if Zillow has another kind of like major gaffe where which is like just as infuriating as this. Yeah. It just blew up so spectacularly in their faces that when they kind of proofed this iBuying concept, I mean, I think they lost something like almost $400 million in this recent 
like quarter. And it basically prevented thousands of people all across America from purchasing a home. And then also overpaid almost something like $300 million in in homes. So there's some people out there that made buku cash out of Zillow. And I just am, I'm pissed off at them, you know? Uh, yeah, I think on the they are on the verge of just like fucking things up because it's just like, you know, I feel like those apps just like transition from being like very helpful for people to just yes. like making everything worse. It's just like Airbnb, Lyft and Uber and all of that, you know, like it's fun at the beginning and then they're just like, okay, and now we are villains. Yeah, I mean, I feel like everything, I'm always looking at everything is like, how are you trying to manipulate the market? I don't trust anything anymore. Yeah. Of yes. Like trying to do good or like, I just, I want to help people buy. Ho- no, you don't. I don't believe it. <laughs> you just want to make money. I don't believe it. Yeah, exactly. I don't believe it. Yeah, I don't That's believe exactly corporations. Right. They're trying to game like, everything. Yeah, they're like, we're good. I'm like, no, you're not stop (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah it just like the fair market and buying homes is such a difficult thing for people and i can't even imagine that they deign to think that they could accurately price every little quirk about a fucking home like are you gonna add ten thousand dollars because there's a sex dungeon in the bottom like i can't imagine ai just like trying to calculate the actual true value of a home without like a human component to it and i don't know you guys maybe ai needs to be just very lightly phased into things and you know oh no we're going full steam ahead (laughs) no i i agree well kiki who do you have uh, on your list well again let me preface this with like everyone on my list is not someone who i want to be canceled i just i see the rumblings Mm -hmm. and i think like uh it's gonna come um you know bet midler Lover, I I refell in love with her because I discovered uh, a show called The Politician, which I think has two seasons, but I didn't know about it. Yeah, you know, and she's on that, and I was like, love her. Obviously, Beaches, First Wives Clubs, always love Bette Midler, but she's just you know she's an icon, right? And when you reach icon status, you tend to just be in a place where you say and do whatever you want because consequences don't matter, right? So. Um, there was a huge infrastructure bill that Biden was trying to pass. Joe Manchin, he is a Democratic senator from West Virginia, basically stopped it. Like, so the bill didn't go through and everyone is pissed at Joe Manchin. So Bet Bet decides to like tweet about it. Um, and she tweets that what Joe Manchin, who represents a population smaller than Brooklyn, has done to the rest of America who wants to move forward, not backward like his state, is horrible. He sold us out. He wants us all to be just like his state, West Virginia, poor, illiterate, and strung out. Oh, And, you know, it just, like, you're just not gonna find any friends. And, all, and anytime someone talks about West Virginia, too, I immediately go to Jennifer Garner. Because, you know, like she is from West Virginia and I love Jennifer Garner. And I, you know, because I, you know, we have this negative association with West Virginia because look, it does have problems, right? We know this, but we know there's reasons behind the problem. So I always try to like look at Jennifer Garner when I think of West Virginia and remember there's good people in that state and we can't just like trash them just because we don't like what someone who is representing him. So I just was like, oh, bad move. You know, she came back, I think, like an hour later and apologized for it. Yeah. But like, this isn't the first time she's tweeted, like, you know, like, it. you know, she, she's gotten into that white woman status where she thinks she's being helpful, but she's saying, honestly, some, like, some things. Like, there was one, one in, like, 2019 where she tweeted about, like, there was a picture with Black people who were, like, you know, for Trump, and she said, like, how much were they paid to be in the black ground? And it's just like, oh, bet, bet. <laughs> you can't say that. You can't say that black people don't have a mind of their own. Come on. Exactly, yeah. No, I mean, I feel like this happens a lot. Like, not even with her, just, like, with people in general. Like, even, like, I feel like mostly when people talk about the South and mm. how they describe it, and it's just, like, it just feels like you're maybe not aware of, like, voting rights and the fact that not everyone there like supports Trump or like backward or racist or whatever. Like a lot of people, black people live in the South and they just like literally cannot 
even get to vote even if they wanted to mm-hmm. so the way people talk about them uh, like people like who live in the south and it's just like stop doing that you're like mixing up like politicians that you hate with people who live in the states and that's not the same thing and that happened recently with Kentucky that just got the like was like in the middle of like a hurricane oh, or something yeah. destroyed yeah. a lot of homes yeah and basically it was some I cannot remember who but someone tweeted something that was basically like this is what you get for not believing in climate change and like voting these people in and it's like well that's horrible that's that's a bad thing to yeah. say uh, just because you hate Mitch McConnell it doesn't mean that these people deserve that their homes get destroyed that's not how it works or yeah, yeah, trapped in the factories that the, the they were told they were going to get fired from exactly. if they left for the day, and then they were like buried under rubble for hours. Like I'm pretty sure they're not the ones over here like trying to like screw things up. They're just trying to make a living. Yeah, exactly. and stooping yeah. to that weird like Fred Phelpsy kind of thing where like you are like, well, because you don't read the Bible or you're gay, that's why you know this horrible thing happened to you. Like Absolutely. it's like. Absolutely. It's the exact same tactic on the other side of it, um, which, again, reminds me of the Herman Cain Award stuff. It's like we find some joy in another yeah. person's suffering because they disagree with us. And like at that moment, they're, they're, that's not the right time. <laughs> you got to wait exactly. many years after to criticize people <laughs> Who have gone through some crazy shit. And that's the thing. Bet had the opportunity to like, there are many things that we can talk about Joe Manchin, about like the fact that he he had easily helped pass like a $700 billion defense bill right before he like rejected this infrastructure bill. So like maybe talk about that because like that is like, you know, something you can use your voice for. But don't just put down the people of West Virginia because he happens to represent the people. He actually doesn't. From what I understand, he doesn't represent them well because they actually wanted the passing of this infrastructure bill. So, you exactly. know, like, absolutely. anyways, I just think that, you know, there's a, there's a chance that uh, if she keeps tweeting, <laughs> 2022 might yes. not be a good year. But yeah, but stop tweeting. Go, go <laughs> yes. enjoy your money or whatever. But I do, I do love Bette Midler. I have a role like wind beneath my wings, uh, you know, Broadway streak in me. And I do love her a lot. So she'll do better. Yeah. She'll figure it out. Well, since we mentioned uh, Jennifer Garner, I, I'm, I'm going to talk about her ex because he's on my on my list. <laughs> ben Affleck. I almost guy, put him on mine. The guy with the back tattoo uh, <laughs> who recently said that he, if he was still married to her, that he would continue to drink. And, you know, like that he wants to stop drinking. And I was just like, first of all, which what, what kind of drink? Are we talking Dunkin' or just like alcohol? Like this is, because you have a problem with these with these two. And the other thing is, I just think it's so funny that he's trying to blame her for his drinking as if this man is not capable of making bad decisions on his own. Again, his back <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> yeah. It's like when Rachel, my partner, gets mad at me because I like didn't wake her up hard enough when she wanted me to wake her up. I was like, I tried to wake you up twice, honey. You are responsible for your own waking up. You, Sir Ben Affleck need to quit your own damn drinking exactly yes stop it like stop stop blaming other people like and i feel like he is on the verge of like you know like he's towing the line of like being canceled if he's just like he's like one more statement away (laughs) from being gone girl himself (laughs) okay Do you ever get hit with a cringy memory of your 13-year-old self out of nowhere and suddenly you're panic sweating and laughing at the same time? Don't, don't worry, don't worry. We all get that. It's because being an adolescent is one of the most visceral shared experiences we have as people. And we want to talk about it. Join me, Penn Badgley, and my two friends, Nava and Sophie, on Podcrushed as we interview celebrity guests about the joys and horrors of being a teenager and how those moments made them who they are today. New episodes of Podcrushed are out now wherever you get your podcasts. Two young fathers are shot to death outside an iconic Utah restaurant. I said, your dad has been hurt really bad. The grief was disorienting for those left behind until one choice changed everything. 
I just remember writing this letter and it wasn't me writing it. Can a personal decision shape generations? We're all falling for this guy's trick. I'm Amy Donaldson. Season two of The Letter, Ripple Effect, is available now. Follow us at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you guys have anyone who you're like, you want to cancel or think is so close to being canceled? I feel like I do, but I also am... I realize that people have like mixed emotions about this person. So to start off the bat, I am entrenched in gay culture, you guys. Okay. I'm fully like, I love what the lesbians are doing. I know what we're up to. I also know the drag race fans. I understand white gay men in a way that I feel a kinship to them in many ways. You know, in, in that particular show, there's a lot of them, but we do not share this particular love of this person, which is Wendy Williams. So mm. I really struggle with Wendy. I I just, because I want to love her because she represents so many of the things that I'm interested in, but I feel like she got kind of big doing some of this kind of stuff that actually makes me angry. And it's a little bit of like outrage mixed in with, are we watching a train crash and is she okay? Kind of thing. So she gives me major, she gives me major, are you okay vibes? But also some of the stuff that she's done is just so egregious that like, for example, in the nineties, she made a habit of like outing rappers and pop stars and like making claims that certain people were gay. So she ended up like outing. I think it was like, Tyrese accused Usher of being gay, LL Cool J called Tyler Perry gay. She had no proof of this. She just was outing people for no freaking reason. Another thing that she was doing was, and these are kind of more of her recent things, but like in 2018, she like complained about the Me Too movement and defended R. Kelly. She ended up doing a picture doc about Aaliyah without her family's permission, basically, and ended up like defending R. Kelly and uh, basically just saying that he didn't do that, that she knew that 14 year old and that that girl made it up. Oh, God. And just a lot of like careless and really horrible things about other people. Um, But what do you guys think? I mean, I think that I give pass to Wendy Williams mostly because, like, you know, she grew up, grew up, sorry, her career, she was coming up in her career during this time in, like, I think what we refer in hip hop culture is a very misogynistic time, right? Like, just like late 80s, early 90s, like to stand out as a female or like to get any sort of respect from the men who you were trying to interview or, you know, because she was working in that field, you know, you had to behave a certain type of way and say and say and do certain things. Um, And I think she just got accustomed to that. And we also know, like, obviously, she. I think that translated to the men she ended up being with, very abusive men. She didn't treat herself well. And I think that comes across in how she treats other people. Yeah. And so I feel like that's probably why I end up giving her a pass. But at the same time, it's also why, and maybe this isn't great, when people make fun of her, Yes. I let it slide because I'm like, girl... You are the queen of it. So, like, if somebody's talking about your pea-shaped body, I can't say, like, <laughs> don't body shame. Don't because, body like, shame Wendy Williams. Because she's really... I can't. Like, how could I defend you? Yeah. I think maybe that's my thing is that I, I think it's almost like that type of um, media. It strikes me as very much like Perez Hilton tabloid-based. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has an audience, you know? Like, there are people who like to watch her because yes. she gives candid advice and she shares details about her own life, you know, drama. But I think I have to draw the line on... I think she does a lot of, like, blaming, like, victim blaming and these, like, major, really hardcore things that... And it's usually against women you know like I, yeah. I think she and one of the things that i read was um like when jennifer lawrence's nudes uh w- like her phone got hacked and they got leaked she basically was like you're the one that took the pictures but then in my mind i was like so many people felt that way at the same time you know like mm-hmm. she's part of this consciousness that is growing but every time i see her show i'm like she's kind of doing the same thing so that is my prediction 
I mean, but she might be canceled and literally canceled. Who knows if that shows? Who knows if it's going to happen? Absolutely. Absolutely. In the same way. Um, But yeah, I think one of the things is it's she's sort of like big in the kind of like TikTok. Like gay people have more memes of Wendy Williams than they do of like, it's like RuPaul and Wendy Williams. They're on the same Oh, and Nene Leakes from Real House of Atlanta. Those are like, yeah. And there is something interesting about like appropriating like... um, that kind of like persona that Nene Leakes and Wendy Williams have. Well, uh, I've yeah. learned it's called digital blackface. I didn't know this was a thing, but yeah. digital huh. blackface is a thing because yeah, a lot of like you might have like a lot of like white gay male meme creators who use like really all of like these black women for their memes, and it's like interesting. I learned, I learned, I learned some things last year, and it's all that like. Um, we'll call it like a sloppy, messy queen behavior. That that sort of like moniker of this is somebody who is. Oh my god! Did you just convince me that Wendy Williams is actually a victim of the entire like <laughs> like setup of society, and we need to protect her, and we hope that she's okay, and she's making fucked up mistakes, but she's a part of it. She's also being used. Okay, all right. See, I'm back, baby. See how it happens. <laughs> I'm back, baby. All I need to do is talk to you, Kiki, and I'm right back around. <laughs> Um, well, then me, okay, you had mentioned that, you know, you're entrenched in like, you know, the LGBTQ lesbian, you know, Mm -hmm. culture and the counterculture and all of these things. Well, I too, like for some reason, I have started following like all of these lesbians on TikTok because I don't know, they just have some of the best tea. And even though I don't know a lot of the people, they just, it's just really good tea. And so I don't know if you were aware, you know, Joja Siwa had you know she came out recently Mm -hmm. like last year sometime she was dating someone you know say it was her soulmate and then she went on dancing with the stars they broke up well over christmas break she did a tiktok with this uh girl i think her name's katie williams and so everybody's like "Ooh, jojo is dating someone new well then of course (laughs) the dragging comes because apparently this girl katie has a problematic past so Joja Siwa made my possible cancellations for 2022 only because now that she's as she's coming into her adulthood, um, maybe we don't know what her true. We don't know what her values are, really. We really know her as this like, I don't know, Nickelodeon character. That's how I know Jojo. Yeah. And there's a possibility that who knows what she thinks and who knows the people she has around her that could exactly. cause her to get canceled. So um that is such a good one kiki because like her (laughs) what her girlfriend did was she liked an anti-trans post and she has posted like three or four like kind of pro-trump kind of like you know posts in the past and so but you're right what does that say about jojo in some ways because it's like how do you get into a relationship with somebody and not have those conversations especially as like a queer people which you guys conservative queer people are strange animals and i don't understand them exactly Uh, but they're out there there are plentifully gay republicans out there yeah and jojo siwa may just be one of them so you might be right kiki jojo siwa strikes me as someone who's very pro guns i'm just gonna say it Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i know that katie she decided to do she did one tweet on like you know at the end of the year and she said this will be the only time i address this issue and she kind of went through all of her transgressions and sort of like apologized and at the very end just said you know she did nine parts nine tweets and at the last tweet was like i apologize for my actions and to those i've hurt i hope everyone has a happy new year's yeah um and i think that'll be the only time she addresses it we'll see yeah but Again, this is going to be on JoJo because she is the one that uh, is the famous one. So exactly, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We shall see. I have JoJo getting canceled on my bingo card. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I'll, I'll I'll list the uh, just two quick people who I'm not going to get into it that much because some of them are just like I I know why that I want to cancel personally. Okay. So uh, first, first thing first is Randy Rainbow. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of him. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, Randy, and, and that's his last name, by the way, is Rainbow. That's not uh, a stage name or anything. So what he does is he does a lot of like parody songs, that like political parody songs. Okay. And he is really he got gay? his hit. Yes. 
Oh my God, that, we are being homophobic on this episode. This is our okay. Yeah. All right. Here, all here's right. what I will say. Here's what I will say. Being gay <laughs> is the only thing I do not mind about him. <laughs> Okay, get that right off the bat. Exactly. It's his only just, redeeming quality. Just to be clear. Uh, it's his only redeeming quality. Exactly, 100%. And that's also the reason I said Rainbow is his actual last name. So it's not like he's a quirky last name that he made up. Uh, so he got really famous in 2016 when Trump became president. But his things are like very like blue wave resistance, like saying like I'm a homosexual and like these kind of things. And those are, are like are all of his videos. They're like so cringe. And I mean, he has an audience, obviously. Yeah. Of people who, who like that stuff. I personally hate every video he's ever posted. <laughs> and I think okay. it's bad. But also like in the past as well, he had... Over 60 tweets that came out that are like extremely racist, like transphobic. Oh, no. A lot of stuff that he said that is like extremely problematic. It was just, it was bad. Uh, and that came out and he kind of like apologized for it and also like to make it worse, included it in a song. And I was like, I just, I truly want this man to be canceled. And I have to say that he has me blocked on Twitter. Just uh, oh. FYI. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. I would like that and list. I would like to see everybody that has you blocked on Twitter. Well, him and Megan McCain, but obviously for obvious reasons. And the, here's the thing, okay? Randy Rainbow is a person who blocked me who I did not tag in the tweet that I posted. Oh. So, so how did he? This yeah. is a person who looks up his own name. Mm. Uh, and the reason and the reason he blocked me, and I get it. I mean, like, I... I uh, we we were talking about like the you know electoral college, mm, yes. Mm-hmm. And I I I don't know what what do people say about the electoral college like that we should do what with it? I feel like I'm forgetting the term right now. Mm. Abolish it. Abolish. Yes, I, I forgot the word <laughs> abolish. I only tweeted that we should abolish Randy Rainbow. That's what I tweeted, and he immediately replied to it, and then just blocked me. And I was just like. I really believe it that we should we should abolish Randy <laughs> Rainbow. Uh, you suck, my my man. If you if you're listening right now, I just want you to know that I'm not a fan. Uh, the other person, really quick, is is Mark Wahlberg, oh, and he, okay. you know okay, why? Okay, okay. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I am done with Mark Wahlberg. I just want to point out that I'm looking. I looked up Randy Rainbow while you were talking, and a tweet, uh, or sorry, an Instagram post from two weeks ago. He posted a Bumble picture of Bumble, and it says, "Swipe right if." You voted for President Donald Trump, are a Christian, love our country, and are unvaccinated. And then his caption was, Mother, I have found him. Um, which is interesting because Katie Couric did a laughing emoji to it. So I don't know what that means. Oh, a lot of, a lot of like, uh, like centrists just like love him. He's just like... Uh, Interesting. Yeah, a lot of like like people... Anyone who loves Biden loves... Uh, and when I say love Biden, not voted for Biden, I'm seeing like, you know, like... Uh, calling Biden dad kind of people, you know? Okay. Uh, like, only watches CNN. Uh, you know, you know the uh, stereotype I'm talking about. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan. But yeah, and Mark Wahlberg, yeah, I mean, we've tried for, for, for yeah, a long time. It's, it's never going to happen. I think the closest we're going to get is not allowing him to, you know, be, what was it? He wanted to be like a sheriff or a police officer and he was trying to oh, get God. his felony expunged from his record or, you know, or something like that. And um, Yeah, the felony where he literally did a hate crime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think as long as we can keep that, that felony on him, yeah. then, then that's the closest we're going to get. Same man who said, if I was on the plane when 9-11 happened, things would have went differently. <laughs> right. Just can't, I cannot. <laughs> but did we stuff. watch Spencer Confidential? Is the, is that something that we watched on Netflix? I haven't I have watched not, it yet. No, okay. No. Hey, you guys didn't hate it. Kind of like kind of like Spencer Confidential. Also, Winston Duke is in it. You know, from Black Panther. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And Winston Duke. Hello, sir. That's I all love I have Mark to say. Wahlberg as an actor. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, the yeah. person. <laughs> exactly. I love when Mark Wahlberg is not himself. <laughs> right. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, oh my yeah, goodness, and, Mark Wahlberg. And then uh, last person on my list. That's an honorable mention. I love it. I guess yeah. when I say ca- I guess when I say canceled, I mean something different uh, here. Uh, Queen Elizabeth. 
Come on. Oh, oh, you're dead. No. You're dead. We know that you're dead. Please, someone come out and say that you, she's dead. Stop lying. She's been canceled by God last year. Yeah. Well, I was going to say one of my honorable mentions is Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Because, again... We're going to turn on each other. And I don't really like how they're moving right now. And literally, they're trying to move. They're trying to leave their Montecito estate because it doesn't fit suit them. And it's just like, you know what? I just, I don't know how I feel about you two right now. The babies is super cute. We got to see both of them. Super cute babies with the little ginger heads. I love them. But the two of you probably going to get canceled in 2022 because I think we've had enough of your elitism. Enough of it. It is too much. Yeah, I think maybe just throw royalty in there. Just throw, you know, uh, empires and, and, you know, colonialism in there and I think it might work out. <laughs> well, maybe we'll post our, our full list. I know we had a bunch of people we thought we'd get canceled this year. Maybe we'll post our full list on Instagram. Yes. So we can uh, keep it as a record and yeah. see, you know, what comes, uh, not comes true and make us like a wish. I don't want it to wish <laughs> comes true. But, you know, just to see if any of us have any psychic abilities, I guess. We'll I love see. that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what people have to say. Well, happy 2022. I'm Sorry is a Lemonada Media original. The show is produced by Alex McCohen. Supervising producer is Chrissy Pease. Our executive producers are Stephanie Whittles-Wax and Jessica Cordova-Kramer. Our mix is by Kat Yor, and theme music was composed by Xander Singh. If you like this show, please rate and review. And please don't cancel us. You can find out more about our show at Lemonada Media on all social platforms or follow us on Instagram at I'm sorry underscore podcast. We'll be back next week. And until then, be nice, play fair, and always say, I'm sorry. Thanks for listening. Last Day is a show about the moments that change us. I just don't think I will ever get used to this. I'm Stephanie Whittles-Wax, and I have had one of these moments. We all have. So let's unpack the chaos that is our human existence together. I don't believe things happen for a reason. I don't believe the universe has a plan. Each week, I sit down with a new guest to explore happy, sad stories of transformation. It's leaning far, far into the pain. That's what it is. Listen to Last Day wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jose Andres. Maybe you know me from my restaurants or maybe from Wall Central Kitchen, the organization I founded to feed people after disasters. Well, it's time for you to know my podcast, Longer Tables. Each episode, I get to know fascinating people in the most intimate way, through food. Stacey Abrams, Jojo Ma, Jane Goodall, Padma Lakshmi. I will answer questions from listeners too. Join me in building longer tables, not higher walls, Whatever you get your podcasts.